Welcome to Today on Broadway for Tuesday, September 5th, 2017. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I am Broadway star's James Marino. I saw what you did there in the script. Yeah, I forgot that today's Tuesday and not Monday. The long weekend always gets me. But anyway, James, uh, happy Labor Day. I hope, well, I know what you did over the weekend and you worked, but uh, I hope for everyone listening that you had a good, relaxing, enjoyable uh, Labor Day weekend. James, you and I both did some podcast work over the weekend. You, on uh, This Week on Broadway, you had, of course, Peter Felicia and Jenna Tessa Fox was pinch hitting for Michael Portantier, and you welcomed in the bullet, as you teased on Friday. Ariana DeBose came in and talked about her career, and she's doing something with uh uh with the pops doing a concert um with uh, one of the pops. yeah and yeah the dc pops uh coming up here later this uh this fall so uh it was a great episode uh, would you want to tell anybody else or tell people what else you guys talked about uh you know i i think most of it it's a very quiet end of the summer most of it was just talking about uh with talking with Ariana about her career in the uh, in Hamilton and uh, and the other shows that she's been involved with in A Bronx Tale and um, was it Lily Blonde? No, it was uh, the Bring it on, Bring it on, Bring it on. Yes, Bring she was on. great. I saw it in the uh, world premiere in Atlanta, and she I I love that show so much. I actually think it was better than it was on Broadway, but that's neither here nor there. We can talk about that later. <laughs> And uh, we talked about a production at the Flea Theater uh, downtown in the brand new theater that the Flea has built, which is it's bucking the trend for an off-Broadway uh, company to build their own theater. That's really cool. Well, really cool. Well, when you don't pay your resident company have actors, I guess you can afford that. Yeah, that's well, you know, <laughs> I still think that a lot of companies, if they stop paying their actors, they still wouldn't have the fourteen million to twenty million dollars mm. to build a theater. I don't know, yeah, but fair, we, we had fair. a little discussion about the uh, about the lack of actor paying at the fleece. So, if you want to uh, listen to this week on Broadway and, and weigh in with us, uh, please uh, download it, listen to it, and send us an email. What your thoughts are? Yeah, you- and then yes, go ahead. I'll let you transition into this one. Go ahead. So you released uh, a new Some Like It Pop, the season four premiere. It's all Hamilton all the time. What was Jen up to? <laughs> well, yeah, um, as anybody who's listened to Some Like It Pop before, you will know that my co-host Jennifer McHugh is absolutely thoroughly obsessed with Hamilton. And she also lives in Los Angeles. So with the national tour now sitting down for four months at the Hollywood Pantages Theater, uh, Jen not only went to uh, one of the first performances in the first week or so of performances, she also went to a VIP uh, panel with Alex Lackamore, Tommy Kale, and Andy Blankenbuehler. Got to meet those guys. She has a friend who's in the ensemble of the tour, so she went backstage and met a bunch of people uh, in the show, including um, somebody who was in the audience and came for their birthday named Kobe Bryant. Um, James, I know you know who that is. I don't know how many of our listeners will. But um, so Jen had a lot of thoughts, a lot of feelings, lots and lots and lots of feelings about this tour. And then since I'm going to be seeing the show in November on my trip to New York, she kind of gave me some things to look out for. Then we also talked about that podcast, Musical 36 Questions, that uh, we've talked about here before and some other things. So if you want to check that out, it is our season four premiere. I don't really know how our seasons work. I just make it up when I feel. But you can check that out in Apple Podcasts. Stitcher, Google Play, or on Broadway World, we'll have a link to the article in the show notes. 
So she had the feels. All right. All of them. All of the feels. Well, I had the feels as well when I saw this come across the transom. More Broadway stars join this spring's Broadway revival of Carousel. Yes, James. Last night on Labor Day, news broke of the entire company for the upcoming revival of Carousel on Broadway. The new cast members will be joining Jesse Mueller, who will be playing Julie Jordan, Joshua Henry, who... Jen might have a slight crush on from the Hamilton tour. Uh, He'll be playing Billy Bigelow. Opera star and and mega star Renee Fleming will be making her Broadway musical debut as Nettie Fowler. Uh, Amar Ramasar will be playing Jigger and Brittany Pollock will be playing Louise. All of those previously announced uh, stars will be joined by current waitress star betsy wolf will be playing carrie pipperidge alexander gimignani as enoch snow i don't know if he's still playing uh the king in chicago in hamilton or not but he did he opened that company and then margaret collin as mrs mullins we also learned that the revival directed by tony winner jack o'brien and produced by scott rudin will begin performances at the imperial theater on february 28th ahead of an april 12th opening night put a pin in that the ensemble features some familiar names like sky maddox antoine l Smith, Ryan Steele, Ricky Ubita, and more. We will have the complete ensemble list in the show notes at BroadwayRadio.com. Tickets go on sale via telecharge this coming Saturday at 10 a.m. New York time. Now, James, six weeks of previews for a, mu- for a musical's fifth Broadway revival seems abnormally long to me. Uh, I wonder if that should lead us to expect something you know, unconventional from Jack O'Brien, especially after his last Broadway show was... Uh, excoriated by critics and even though it's doing okay at the box office apparently nobody actually likes it either before or after they see it um so i wonder if he's going to try to do something a little different uh, with this production that would necessitate a six-week preview period i'm racking my brain and i can't remember what the last show jack o'brien did was uh, he is currently represented on broadway in charlie and the chocolate factory oh yes 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 hmm Interesting. Uh, you know, uh, I think uh, February 28th, April 12th, that's, that's, that is pretty long of a preview period, but yeah. maybe that they, uh, that they really wanted a good opening night for some reason that date works out for them. But, huh. I, and I love, I love uh, Carousel, and this cast seems like a killer cast. I'm really excited about this. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, let's see what happens with it. So, next up in the news, Broadway says goodbye to The Great Comet. Yeah, James. Now, of course, the only reason that Scott Rudin could move Carousel into the Imperial is because is because Natasha Pierre and the Great Comet of 1812 ended its Broadway run on Sunday afternoon. We talked about the closing quite a bit last week, so I don't feel like we need to get back into the logistical details of how many performances, blah, blah, blah. But, James, perhaps befitting the show itself, this closing seemed much more like a celebration than most closings. Obviously, it was a bittersweet celebration, but a celebration nonetheless. Original star Josh Groban uh, flew in to be on hand to celebrate. Director Rachel Chavkin gave an emotional curtain speech, which we will have video of in the show notes. And the New York Times gave us a 360-degree video look and what great comet looks like from the stage. Obviously, that is probably more fitting than any other show for great comet because people are literally sitting in 360 degrees. But it's really cool they did um, a 
uh, a medley of a handful of songs and videos from an actual performance on Broadway. The resolution isn't exactly great of the videos, but it was very, very cool to see. And then in an Instagram post, Chavkin said, quote, during a pre-show huddle, I once told the company that nothing about this show was built to be sustainable. Backstage and on stage, this show has always been too much. I think you only get this kind of saturation in a piece when it's grown slowly. It means you literally can't get everything on first viewing, but you can feel it from jump. Comet is a feeling in my chest. It's too big and it's quiet and it makes me cry. That's Dave Malloy, that's Tolstoy, and that's what our company, On Stage and Off, was willing to bring, willing and bring in all caps. Awkward Grace, Flaws and Drama, and Abandoned in Solidarity. James, I haven't seen the show, but from a distance, I think those final seven words, Flaws and Drama and Abandoned in Solidarity, really seem to, to sum up Great Comet perfectly, especially over the very tumultuous last few months they've had on Broadway. Yeah, I think that um, we will see Great Comet come back in a lot of other uh, in a lot of other forms in the coming years, and I'm looking forward to that. Uh, <laughs> I've I've seen more than a share of of uh, reviewers like Adam Feldman and uh, oh yeah uh, Charles Isherwood and a few others posting on social media uh, that 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 they went back and saw it again because it was just. It was just one of their favorites, and uh, and Broadway's a little bit darker for not having a great comet on it right now, and uh, that's the showbiz. All right, uh, next up in the show and casting news, Blen, Blen, <laughs> Ben Platts. <laughs> Can we call him Blen? Oh no, Blen Pat, Blen Pat. Yes, Ben Platts, stand by to play matinees through the end of his run. Yeah, it's not exactly the end of his run, but it's pretty close. Over the weekend, we learned that Michael Lee Brown will step into the role of Evan Hansen during the show's two matinees every week through November 11th. Of course, Tony-winning star Ben Platt, not Blen Pat, ends his run in the show on November 19th. As everyone knows, the, the role is an incredibly tough sing, uh, but it's also one that Platt has been doing pretty consistently in three productions and a handful of workshops and readings for well over two years now. Um, so it's probably smart for him to keep his uh, vocal health in order as he winds down his run on Broadway. James, uh, just putting this out there, but uh, since all tickets for the show are sold out while I'm in town the week before Ben leaves, if anyone is so distraught and upset that Ben won't be in there for the matinees on either November 8th or 11th, I would be more than happy to buy your tickets to see Michael Brown. Hit me up at Matt at BroadwayRadio.com. I'm kidding, of course. I'm kidding. But no, really, email me. Um, anyway... <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, we learned yesterday that erstwhile Mr. Robot Christian Slater will lead a revival of David Mamet's Glengarry Glen Ross at London's Playhouse Theatre this October. He will be joined by Robert Glenister, Chris Marshall, Stanley Townsend, and Don Warrington. Directed by Sam Yates, the production is scheduled to run from 26 October through 3 February, and there will nary be an audience talk back after the show. Uh, and then, James, we learned something that I'm a little hesitant to discuss, but the UK's tabloid The Sun is reporting that Adele, pop star Adele, is in talks to play Nancy in an upcoming film adaptation of Oliver. Now, we have known about this potential revival for a while. Sir Cameron McIntosh and working title films are behind it, um, and they obviously did the last uh, revival in the West End. Um, 
the reason I'm hesitant to talk about this is because it's the sun. The sun is notoriously unreliable. They're a tabloid. They're also the same paper that uh, posited that Nicole Scherzinger was being courted to play Elphaba in the Wicked movie. If that happens, I will literally never see another movie in my life. Um, don't hold me to that because if she does get it somehow, I'm not going to stand by that. But still, that is, that's not going to happen. Um, so I, I don't know if this is true or not, but I, I think um, – you know, it's I guess we got to talk about it. I, I I have no idea if it's accurate or not. You know, even a blind dog finds a bone every once in a while. So it could be accurate. But I, I wouldn't hold my breath based solely on the sun's reporting. OK, uh, next we have Hello, Dolly. Casting rumors pop up from a well-placed source. Oh, boy, this is going to get me in trouble, James. Okay, this Mm. is probably a bit reckless for me as a journalist, but I feel it is our duty here at Broadway Radio to report this. Of course, please keep in mind that Broadway Radio has no connection with my employer, Broadway World, two completely separate entities, and never the twain shall meet. Um, But over the weekend, artist Rainier Anderson uh, spoiled some major Broadway casting news on Instagram. Now, you might be asking yourself, who is this guy and why would he know anything about Broadway casting news? Well, he is the husband of one of my favorite, absolute favorite performers of all time, Victor Garber. So first, here's what happened. TV fashion expert Brad Goreski, Goreski, I I wear Mm, shorts and T-shirt every day. I don't know who that is. Anyway, he posted on Instagram that he had just seen Bette Midler and David Hyde Pierce in Hello, Dolly. And then in a reply, Rainier said, quote, now you will have to come back and see Victor and Bernadette when they replace in January, smiley face emoji. Anderson uh, has removed his comment, but I would imagine that it is a, a pretty decent corroboration that Bernadette from the Big Bang Theory and former New York Giants wide receiver Victor Cruz will be making their Broadway debuts in January. <laughs> oh, that's a twist that I didn't expect. Yeah, you like that? <laughs> now, Victor Garber, of course, is one of the stars of one of the shows that I watch regularly, the CW's DC Legends of Tomorrow, where he plays Dr. Ray Stein one half of the superhero firestorm. So uh, I don't know if he will be written off the show, if his run will be short enough to take place in between a hiatus uh, and filming. They're currently filming now. So I I don't know. Um, I would hate for him to leave that show because it's a lot of fun. It's just a stupid time travel superhero show. Um, But I'd love to, uh, you know, like I said, um, Victor Garber is one of my absolute favorites. I grew up listening to him singing Godspell and then assassins and Sweeney Todd and, uh, he's just the absolute best. So well, him being on Broadway is always a good thing. Well, if he's a superhero with time travel abilities, obviously he can do both. <laughs> well, he doesn't actually have time travel abilities. He's part of a the Legends, which is a group that oh. um, that has a time traveling spaceship called the called the Wave Rider. I um, mean, he's part. He was a scientist, and he fused through some uh, atomic thing with another person to become Firestorm which I can get into more detail if anybody wants, just tweet me. One of my favorite, uh, <laughs> my favorite things is his alias. Did you watch him on Did, alias? Oh yeah. Jennifer Garner's, uh, yeah. dad slash boss on alias. Yeah. yeah he's the exactly. best. He's just, he's literally the best. He's just awesome. All right. Summer, the Donna, the Donna summer musical at the La Jolla yes. Playhouse. Yes, James. Speaking of completely reckless casting discussions, this comes from absolutely zero inside knowledge. There's no Instagram posts that led to this. It was just me 
connecting some dots when I was thinking about your conversation with Ariana DeBose from Sunday and how we were kind of surprised a week or so ago when she left a Bronx tale so quickly. And then I remembered that she has been involved with the readings and development of summer, the Donna summer musical that is supposed to debut at the La Jolla playhouse in California this coming November. Now I'm not saying that there is any connection between the two. I know of none, absolutely at all, but there's no cast announced for that production. So maybe there is some smoke and fire after all the director and choreographer of that jukebox musical are currently working on another jukebox musical, which we're going to talk about here in a second. Um, but with her voice and her dance background, dance background, um, she was a finalist on So You Think You Can Dance in one of the earliest seasons, remember? I think Ari would be incredible in this show. Remember that uh, the Donna Summer musical is much like the Cher show, where it's well, apparently will have three different women playing the lead role at different times in her life. So... Maybe that announcement's coming soon. I have no reason to believe it is, but I also have no reason to believe it's not. So, uh, James, am I going to get sued by the journalism police or anything now? Is my is my J card going to be revoked by the Associated Press? <laughs> well, uh, I don't know, but I sort of have a feeling that um, coming this week – you know, we're going to get an onslaught of uh, everybody's back to work press releases yeah. and hype about the fall season. It's uh, I think it's going to be madness over the last over the next uh, oh. the next couple of weeks. Uh, and and you know what? Uh, on social media, uh, a handful of folks from the band's visit have been starting to post uh, post notes and, uh, and and photographs from the first days of rehearsal of the band's visit. And oh, that's awesome. Also, and also, word is out on the street that uh, tickets are scarce. So I got mine. Get your band, the band's visit tickets. Get them now so that you don't get got, shut out. Yeah, I got mine. Another social media thing that you mentioned, um, our friend Howard Sherman um, yeah. tweeted that he went for a walk uh, yesterday and he just happened to run into Lynn Aarons and the entire company of Once on This Island. Having I don't know if they were out for a picnic or out doing something in a, in a park before rehearsals begin. Um, Ashley Devereaux, uh, who was playing Peggy Schuyler and uh, Mariah Reynolds, uh, left the production of Hamilton because she's got to go do Once on This Island. So uh, lots of things going around here james and uh, it's exciting to see what's uh uh you know what the fall season has for us all right so why don't you tell us uh in the recommendation section we have a behind the scenes of berkeley reps ain't too proud yeah, James, this is the the show that I mentioned that has the same or part of the same creative team as Donna the Donna Summer Musical. And that team is director Des McEnough and choreographer, uh, choreographer Sergio Trujillo. Um, they are working on both of these shows. The difference is that with Donna Summer's show, Des is also writing the book. But for Ain't Too Proud, the Temptations musical, that book is being written by Detroit native Dominique Morisot, who's one of the great playwrights working uh, in the American theater today. Um, this production started previews on August 31st, and I saw some videos over the weekend. Um, you know, jukebox musicals are what they are. They're jukebox musicals. You either love them or you hate them. But, James, I saw these I saw these videos. I got super excited um, about this show because when you have someone with the, the gravitas of Dominique Morisot writing the book for this, you know this isn't going to be a bubblegum uh, show despite kind of the – 
upbeat music that we know of the temptations she based it off of the memoir of otis williams the the original and then only surviving member of the temptations um it's got a lot of 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 drama in it and it's really really um interesting some of these behind the scenes stuff so i've got these videos in the show notes the show is supposedly you know running through september or october 8th so if it does well with the reviews out at berkeley rep James, this could be another show fighting to find a place on Broadway come spring. All right. So everybody needs to stay tuned and uh, see what happens there. Why don't you get us out of here? All right. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter at Matt And subscribe to Something Like a Pop on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. And my name is James Marino from BroadwayRadio.com and BroadwayStars.com. Thanks for kicking off your week with us on a Tuesday. Hey! We're one day closer to the weekend. Not bad. And uh, Matt and I will be back and chat with you tomorrow. 